Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It, a film podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts, but we're not going to be critics, we're not going to be throwing numbers at anybody, we're just going to be asking at the end of the podcast, So Did You Like It? Uh, I am Sir Squaren, joined always by my co-worker slash co-host. I'm the short king cousin of Melvin Dew, Kaz Dew. And as I run some potential background checks and maybe, you know, lawsuits and copyright infringement uh we watched scooby-doo instead of slither because our lives were really tough and we needed a break and we just wanted something easy and maybe you should get off our backs okay yeah, why don't you just back off mom I yeah mean, dude you hey yeah why don't you just fucking stop all right like i was tired and we just need something else like slither's next week like welcome to the holiday with james gunn i'm fucking tired already yeah, a very James Gunn Christmas. A very James Gunn Christmas. And you're wondering, how is this happening? That's right, by starting off with Scooby-Doo. Directed by Raja Gosnell, but screenplay by James Gunn, story by James Gunn and Craig Titley. This is the first live-action attempt at Scooby-Doo, the popular animated uh, mystery franchise with the Mystery Inc. gang and their... They're giant, somewhat able-to-talk dog, Scoobert Doo. I mean, I grew up with this movie. That's the honest truth. Like, I this this movie came out... When this movie came out, I was five. Oh, boy. So, Bloody boy. like, this movie was made for me, you know? I mean, yeah, I still would have been within the age range for it, too. I saw it. Um, <laughs> that's about most I can say. <laughs> As a kid, I, yeah, I saw it. When I saw it, I thought this was the greatest thing that ever came out. You know, it didn't land high, quite so high on my radar, but I'd have to look at what else was out around that time. Okay, you know what? Let's do that. Films out in 2000. Probably just some dumb anime bullshit. Shit, didn't The Matrix come out by then? Oh, shit, X-Men came out. Oh, yeah, I would have been way more into X-Men <laughs> than I would have been into Scooby-Doo. Yeah, oh, I get it. Yeah, never mind. Because, like, it, it looks like, okay, popular 2000s film. Uh, let's see, Scary Movie came out in 2000, Memento, American Psycho, Unbreakable, Requiem for a Dream, Jet, what happened to Hollywood, man? 2000 was a crazy year. All good movies, but I wouldn't say those were exactly within my age range. Like, I might have seen Unbreakable around the time. No, it's not years later still. Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Okay, yes. That, that, that. Uh, and then, yeah, this would have been, like, post-Matrix, right? Yeah. I'd have been like, what's this, Scooby-Doo shit? That's for babies. And my mom. Emperor's New Groove? Chicken Run? My mom didn't care about the live-action Scooby-Doo that much, I don't think. She loved the cartoons, but... Eh. <laughs> An extremely goofy movie. Never heard of it. Oh, yeah, and Castaway came out. Oh, shit, Snatch came out in 2000. Hot damn. Man, 2000 was a crazy year. What happened to us, man? What happened to us? We all thought we were going to die. Y2K, man. Y2K. <laughs> so they had to make it, what, they made do on their promise of having a crazy film year after the Y2K scare? Just a bunch of people were just like, hey, I got this crazy pitch. It'll never work. But we're all going to be dead anyways, right? And then afterwards, like, well, we did finance the movie idea. So you're kind of on the hook. Well. Shit. And thus a Scooby-Doo movie was born. And thus the Scooby-Doo movie came out when all those other really great movies came out. Did this movie, is the, or is this movie as great as those other movies? Let's find out. We're going to start off, honestly, with a kick-ass opening. To be, like, to be frank, I love the Luna Ghost design. Yeah. It is so good. It's just so iconic Scooby-Doo. I love how it glowed. I love its creepy smile. I love the jingle floatingness of it. Like, everything about it, I was so, so into. I'm going to ruin it now. Because I also was like, oh, man, this thing looks badass. What a cool design. It really went all out. But the more I think about it, I'm like, that looks like a Juggalo ghost. <laughs> <laughs> So you're telling me we could have, like, definitely won, like, trapped it with just luring it in with some ICP and Fago? Pretty much. <laughs> That's all we needed? Tucker, don't you dare play any ICP songs. I don't want to hear that on my podcast. That or just tell them, like, hey, see the tequila's in that trailer over there. They'll go nuts, start flocking. I have no response to that. <laughs> Good, you should <laughs> 
I have nothing. I don't know what you want from me. I think it's a takeaway there. You have destroyed me right now. This is not the direction I thought we were going. You did apologize for it, but fuck you anyway. No, these are correct feelings you were having right now. Well, I'm really glad that it didn't go... Because, like, apparently the Lunagos was supposed to be the main villain of this film originally. Like, the movie was... The first pitch is, like, this was going to be the the main antagonist ah. and now so they were gonna that sounds like they would have gone like more traditional route yeah like, the tv series okay they didn't want to embrace the whole like mystic demon ceremony yet but i i i now really like that that's not what they did because then i would have to think about this after talking with you and like my whole night would have been ruined because it just been an hour of me rambling about just like no like because um like uh oh, no i just don't think like my mental health like could, could put up with that for an hour uh, yeah i mean maybe that also explains why it's why it's got like such a cool ass design but yeah i don't want to i don't want to fall i'm glad we didn't fall down the conspiracy by the end of it just be like and so by the end of it sugar ray and violet and jay are both in cahoots <laughs> Ah oh, shit, that's right, Sugar Ray. Uh, yeah, I I was cringing at the idea because I did remember this before we were watching, and I was like, oh, I remember there's a band that makes a cameo here, and boy, do they make a bit more of a cameo. Like the members of Sugar Ray start hunting down the Mystery Ink Gang. They start tearing apart a shack, and like one's like bashing his guitar into the roof to like create a hole and it was just like i knew it sugar ray was gonna turn on the world sooner or later that guy bashing that guitar into it was the most pleasant sound sugar ray's ever made what's up like seriously those sick watered down reggae vibes couldn't last forever (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we're going with such good energy right now i love it dude i love it so Let's, uh, since we were still at the beginning with the yeah. Lunagos, let's also talk about the introduction of the cast. Yeah. How do you feel about the uh, the choices that were made for the the Mystery Ink Gang? Universally, everyone agrees that Shaggy was an amazing choice with Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he was such a fantastic choice that the man still continues to play Shaggy to this very day. That was a fact I learned way later. I was like, holy shit, wait. As I was starting, as I've binged a bunch of Scooby-Doo, and I will not comment on that any further, um, I saw in a lot of credits, I'm like, wait, what the fuck, Matthew? Is he been? And so, yeah, just doing, like, a Google search. I was like, holy shit, this man has been Scooby- This man has been playing Shaggy for way more than I thought. Shaggy is his whole life at this point. But he, he loves it. Yeah, this really touching story. Well, not really touching story. It's wholesome, basically, where, like... Uh, he was at like conventions or whatever and this and that and like you know kids would be excited to see him because they knew him as Shaggy and so like people would want to take pictures and like the kids would sometimes like be way more excited that they'd kind of like line jump whatever and you get like these pissy adults being like I waited this blah 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 and he's like man I do this for the kids like I do it because just to see the joy in their eye when they see me as the actual character man so they always get to go first <laughs> he's just a nice guy but as a grown man who would wait in the line to go see shaggy i'd be like man these fucking kids it's like guys all right we all want to meet shaggy so why don't you just calm down okay i'm gonna freak out right now in this convention line (laughs) walk up and just like yeah it's always great when adults follow the rules right shaggy (laughs) tell these kids notorious stoner Shaggy. <laughs> Notorious follower of rules and lover of regulations, Shaggy. <laughs> Make sure you t- tell these kids off for me for cutting in line. I like how I introduced this as a wholesome story and me and you were just ripping on kids and Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love this energy we have. It's great. Second, it's wonderful. Second best casting in the character. I'm not really... I'm talking about the live action one, so like Scooby. Yeah. Just Scooby. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, it looks looks like a bad, uh, not poorly aged CGI dog. That's cool. It works. Uh, um, so I would say next, Thelma is fantastic. She looks the part. She sounds the part. Linda Cardinelli. I'm sure. Or wait, Linda Cardellini. Delany. Cardellini. Delany. Delany. Anyways, no, Delany. I don't know. Anyways, anyway, that's fine. Velma, 
Linda. It's Velt, man. <laughs> Linda. Yeah, that's it. Linda. We're, we know each other. We go by first name basis. Don't quote me on this. <laughs> other fantastic choice. Like I said, looks the part, sounds the part. Does great. Uh, the other two that I think are weird picks, but they they do a good job. Yeah. What what's what's wrong with Sarah Michelle Geller as Daphne? I don't know. It just it's not who I would think of when I think like someone to play the live action. Like the other two are just so spot on. These feel like, like, if I were to be cynical, these feel like they were, like, star power picks. Okay, okay. Like, Sarah Michelle Gellar is, like, okay, she actually did a few movies. She did a few, like, horror movies that I know of. Uh, and then, like, she was mostly known for being Buffy. So if you're going to, like, reinvent Daphne and make her, like, oh, I'm a badass. I took self-defense classes and kung fu and shit. Um, you know, people see Sarah Michelle Gellar beating ass on TV with Buffy or whatever at the time, so it seems like a, I guess, a good choice. I get you. Uh, I kind of wish they would. I, I kind of wish we could have seen what it would have been like if Dina Meyer played Daphne. I am googling right now. Uh, she played Diz in Starship Troopers. Oh, hmm, hmm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like. She she had a badass attitude and like uh I don't know. I, I, I can understand what you meant by like maybe a little bit more star power since she did have a little bit more like film actress name. Yeah. But what you know, I think But Freddie Prince Jr. Wh- what was wrong with Freddie Prince Jr.? I don't know. Once again it feels like a star power pig. Once I might be being cynical and we're gonna get called out super hard, but no one no one listens to these, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I don't know. It just it seemed like, you know, yeah, I remember, like, at least for me as a kid, like, I definitely would know his name a lot more than some of the other, like, characters or people and uh, the other the other actors in it. So I'm like, yeah, he's a recognizable name. Um, he plays a very bro-y, jockish Freddy. And I know Freddy kind of goes little here and I mean, yeah, all the cast go, like, you know, kind of flip-flop in their personalities from movie to movie and sometimes even show to show mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know this is like the most like frat boy he's ever seen seemed it was just a weird take for me i think also knowing that he's i don't think he's a natural blonde it was just weird seeing him with just all blonde hair did you know who was originally uh cast or signed on to play shaggy they signed on originally in 1996 1996 hmm yeah because this movie went through some delays before it finally got made. No, I'd love to venture a guess, but I'm re- my memory sucks shit, dude. I'm like, I don't even remember what was going on in 1996. Jim Carrey. Uh, I don't think that would have been a good choice. I don't know. Like, what would that be like? Yeah, I don't know. And then after Jim Carrey left, Mike Myers was in the running before Matthew Lillard uh, was cast. What did they luck out from de- because of delays, I guess? Yeah, did... Didn't they get it right? Because only Matthew Lyler can play Norville Shaggy Rogers. That's right. Full Thank name. You. Just for you. Appreciate it. They do call him Mr. Rogers in it a couple times because I look for a Mr. Rogers and a Mr. Do. You know you, what you pointed out to me as well about this cast that means we can never escape? Uh, Frank Welker's in this. God damn it, Altivo. Altivo, you son of a Bitch, you just won't leave us alone. Yeah, it's very funny. You got the voice of Fred not playing Fred. I think, what did I say? He plays, like, Demon Monster number two. Ah, uh, yes. His first major voice came in 1969 as Fred Jones. Oh, my God, Frank, what? They did you so dirty. I mean, we're seeing repeats of that with the Super Mario movie, aren't we? Creature voice effects. That's... That's what he was listed. Oh, this movie came out in 2002, not 2000. My God. We have to reevaluate everything okay, so that what, came out. At the yeah, that's, let's see. What happened in 2000? The whole intro, movies. it's gone. Get rid of it. Yeah, sorry, guys. Right, hello, I know you had everyone, fun. and welcome. <laughs> okay, 2002. Men in Black 2, Equilibrium, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. Oh, shit. That's one of the best movies ever. Signs. Star Wars uh, Attack of the Clones. So, 
2002 does not sound as good as 2000 to me. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yep, still losing. <laughs> Godzilla against Mecha Godzilla. Uh, okay, I don't know if I saw that. Die Another Day. <laughs> Stop. Stop. The year is already dead. Spider Man. Okay, that's cool, actually. And Minority Report. Alright, that's, that's, that's a decent sci fi movie. Okay, let me ruin it with the first Jackass movie. <laughs> Alright, so, this movie did not face <laughs> stiff competition, and yet it uh, did not. <laughs> did not really. I'm gonna get more shit from that comment than anything I've said so far. From the fucking Lord of the Nerds, nerd, Lord of the Rings nerds, good Lord of the Nerds, Jesus Christ. Yeah, the Lord of the Nerds <laughs> okay there, coming after me. <laughs> what are you gonna say? You got something to say? Something on your mind? Feel the touch of a woman. <laughs> 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 so, so mean considering overall, how much of a loser I am. <laughs> how how do we feel about the fact that they used like real magic in this movie for like the bad juju magumbo going on? Uh, it was pretty novel, I think, for the time because not too many of them actually have real monsters. I mean, there's the classic one people think of is like the Zombie Island, where the monsters are real. Um. Oh, I love Zombie Island so much. And well, I think I think because they play with the idea that it is actual magic very infrequently, the ones that do use actual magic get elevated and boosted. So like people are like, "Oh, what are you talking about? They do it all the time now." And you name like, you know, like 5 or so that do it, but they've had so many movies and so many shows that still it's like a good 2%, maybe 1% of all Scooby-Doo media ever come out actually has real monsters and real magic and shit. Mm-hmm. So, eh. Yeah, like, uh, what was it? Scooby-Doo and the Curse of the Witch? Yeah, all of them that came out. I think there was like a trilogy or quadrilogy that came out after, um, after Zombie Island where there was some element of realness to it. Oh, yeah, the one where uh, Scooby and Shaggy get girlfriends that are aliens. Yeah, there's aliens in that one, and then there's the cyber chase one. Those Ooh, all have like that one's so good. The, yeah, so they all had like, hey, look, a real actual thing, you know, in them. And then there was another alien one, but once again, I'm not going to get into a amazing dearth of Scooby Doo knowledge. I'm 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 not going to lie, dude. Like after uh, we we have a pull the cord movie lined up, like an emergency, yeah. like. This is the movie we'll go to, and we no- we won't tell you what it is. Like we'll only let you know when we pulled the cord. But I'm just saying, after we pulled that cord the first time, there's some Scooby Doo movies we could line up in there. Maybe they put me in a good mood. They put me in, like Cyber Chase would put me in a great mood. Zombie Island, pretty good mood. Curse of the Witch with Tim Curry. Yes, please. <laughs> we watched Clue. We know what that's gonna be like for I us. I gotta say, I missed. I didn't see the Martian one because. Uh, oh hell yeah! yeah. I found an excuse to like skip out on some people because I was like, I just want to rest. <laughs> I don't want to watch the Scooby Doo's right now. So I missed the weird broccoli aliens one. <laughs> I don't want to watch Scooby Doo's. Oh, so beautiful, so beautiful. But you're right. Like whenever whenever monsters do really get used, like it does have this weird effect. Like I remember being in like I think I did see this movie in the theaters and like just being just kind of shocked about like the fact that it was all real that this wasn't like no like you know uh this isn't like some smoke and mirrors like Daphne or yeah uh Daphne Velma and Fred's souls were legit pulled out of their bodies into like some sort of ectosphere placed into a well of souls that had like what looked like uh you know a small personal Hades amount of souls uh in it and that thing fit more than I think it looked. It looked like yeah, it did. Like the the way like these souls are used to power the like antagonist in the movie. It's just it's insane, and it's like wait, how? Why is why is Mystery Inc. Gang called in on this when there's this many fucking missing people now, or just like oh no, they're not missing people. They're just changed after going to the island. Well, you know why the Mystery. Ink gang was called in. That's right. But, like, it's just, it's so... It's because we, it's so we need str- the pure the pure soul of Scoobert Doo. Oh, yeah, Scoobert Doo is going to solve this. Not, you know, FBI... No. Uh, oh, jurisdictional issues. No, they were invited because 
who invited them needed the pure soul of Scuba Doo. That's the why they were invited. Of, it wasn't of, for them to living solve beings. It. Which I do love the fact that Scuba Doo is the one with the pure soul and not Scrappy Doo, who's technically supposed to still be a child. No, no, they said. So is Scrappy is Scrappy Doo like the good son? <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold, hold on. Did we not watch the same movie? Hold, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> one, like I said, they called Sco- they called the Mystery Inc. gang because they needed Scooby's soul for nefarious yes. purposes. Two, the part where uh, Velma's drunk or oh, not drunk, she's having a couple drinks and laughing and shit, and she ta- she we overhear them her saying like, and he wasn't. Uh, and he was like a, a an adult dog. He just had a glandular issue, so he couldn't grow. Oh, that's right. They make they they say that Scrappy is canonically an adult dog. He is an adult dog. He's just got a Napoleon complex. I mean, he did try to claim his territory. Yeah, that was fucked up. Can we talk about how there's a scene where dog where where a sentient character? <laughs> who can speak and has a mind of his own is pissing on a woman in a van. Why would we want to talk about that? Cause it happened and we had to see it. So, all right, let's, 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 let's bring, let's talk about this right now. Cause okay, I'm is, here. I'm, I'm listening. I'm right James here. Gunn Christmas. We have to contend okay. with the idea that James Gunn came from trauma and used to do a bunch of edgy ass movies. So yes, yeah, true. Post. Okay post-trauma we have some tropes that maybe stick around i'm gonna tell you what one of the ones with maybe one of the worst offenses that goes in there we're not gonna watch that movie for this month i'm telling you that but we yeah, that's true have slither on here and we do have this which still has a bit of i don't know if i'd say it's raunchy or risque humor it's kind of just old holdovers of like tasteless juvenile comedy <laughs> yeah well yeah. He has, and as we'll see as we go on through further movies, actually, I think we only have one that's pretty contemporary, and the rest of them are kind of older movies. Um, we're going to see, I guess, a bit more nuance and or using that edginess to better effect later on. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. That makes sense. So, that's just a thing that we're going to have to contend with going in this month. <laughs> but I- I'm going to say, when it comes with to James Gunn in this movie, like, with his writing, it's not that it's actually that bad of writing. You can tell that, like, it was a... James Gunn actually, I, th- I want to say, created a pretty interesting story for the Mystery Inc. gang, and was a way... He wanted to probably <coughs> make them a little bit more real. He wanted to bring, like, a little bit more reality to it. And you can tell there was probably a little bit more studio inf- interference to change this, to change that. To make them still as cartoonish, but still in live action. But I, I, I want to say that like he kind of toned down his usual uh, edgy style of comedy for a little bit more. Like he fit the family friendly vibe better than let's say you know. Oh, Rob Zombie. Yeah, because at least this one actually has legit like funny moments, and that might be some of like the actors. That might be some of the actors doing a good delivery, and, and yeah, no matter I still how much a great I'm like, time. oh yeah, you know, I'm a grown ass man, not like some child laughing at dumb shit anymore. Uh, the scene where um, Shaggy farts in the night armor, it still makes me laugh like a fucking child. <laughs> the, the person who did the sound mixing on that metal <laughs> resonating sound of the fart, perfect. <laughs> no notes. No notes whatsoever. I honestly love when the guy that walks out looking like uh, the priest from Temple of Doom mm-hmm. is like given his like really scary, spooky island speech about how all these white people are gonna go to like be like damned by the island spirits because like he, like even though he's from the island and working for said spooky island resident uh, theme park. Uh, that like his people's like spirits are going to damn all these resident residents, and Daphne just walks in with the hard knowledge of just like, hey, you're a charlatan, a fraud, a phony. Mm-hmm. I I just I really love that like Daphne does this just to like dress this person down. Could have just gone along with it. 
But no, decides oh. just like, oh, I would be scared. Oh, you mean Velma. If I didn't see through it. Oh, yeah, Velma. You're saying Daphne. I was like, Daphne kind of like dresses down the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. I'm talking about okay. Velma here. Yeah, Velma just with all her... Let's be... Yes, she's very intelligent. But instead of just going along, maybe trying to get an in with the actors and like learn more information to me, he's just like... You're a fucking fraud. Yeah, yeah, it's like one of those things like, okay, we know, sure you were invited to figure out this ghost business, but you also know they're putting in a show and trying to entertain people who, I assume, spent money to be there? Oh, yeah. there there was a cruise to get here. Like, it is an, it's a resort so, type of situation here. This just makes me think that Velma's the kind of person that goes to children's party who hire, like, that, like this poor magician who doesn't get paid enough. And she's just there, and you're like, <laughs> he's hiding it in his pocket. I saw him palm the coin. <laughs> like, thanks. <laughs> he has a tape. He has a tapered card deck. That's how he knows which one's your card. He flips it the other way. <laughs> it's like, it really seems like you don't want to invite Velma to parties, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like if you invite Velma to a party, you have to set up like her own puzzle to like keep herself occupied for the entire situation. <laughs> or the entertainers are just going to get a dressing down in the worst way. Or it's just like dancers. Just invite some dancers, I guess. Do like, I don't know, interpretive retellings of Disney movies. Yeah, I don't know. I think she might need something more mentally stimulating than that. Just give her a book. <laughs> it's fine. She'll be fine. <laughs> no, not, I mean, like, at least she oh. can't, like, you know, break their secrets down. You know, That's she could just criticize them like everybody else in the crowd. Uh, but yeah, yeah, she totally just calls this, this guy out who's just trying to spread <laughs> vibes for the people there to enjoy themselves. Now let's talk about Daphne giving the business to, I think, someone who lives in that island. I need to actually know this guy's situation. I don't know. He's there. He's familiar with the voodoo, and he knows some bad shit is actually happening there. But he's trying to sacrifice a chicken. A dead chicken. A dead, what looks like, prepared-to-be-cooked chicken. So I don't know how good his voodoo ritual skills are. But he's just trying to warn this like hapless girl who's just coming in. I'm trying to coming in, trying to be like girl boss and shit. And she's just like, "Yeah, okay, I'm gonna see what's going on here." And he's like, "Girl, what?" Like, <laughs> trying to sacrifice a dead chicken. I'm just trying to make a protection spell or some shit, whatever he was doing. And then, then he's like, "Yeah, hey, look, whatever you do, just don't go over there." And she's like, "Mm-hmm." You're saying that because you want me to go over there. And he's like. Yeah, it's a real bitch please moment. <laughs> you know, he's credited as Voodoo Maestro. Damn. Oh, speaking of funny credits, because uh, my little intro that I had when I said I'm Melvin Dew's cousin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a, just a weird joke that I just found out at the end. Because, like, yeah, at the end, um, they're talking about how they need the pure soul of Scooby Doo, and Scooby just points to, like, he's like, well, well maybe that you meant him. Melvin do and then like it's just some bald guy just standing there looking dead in the eyes and then like yeah sure enough he's credited as Melvin do oh yeah because it's from an earlier joke when uh they're at the bar and um uh they're the the phone rings and the bartender answers it and he's just like uh yeah do we got a Mr. Do here and then this guy just goes yeah I'm Melvin do he's just like no 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 Scooby do oh Shit, I must have walked out for that one. I missed that joke. Damn, that's a... I don't blame you, you know? Sometimes we all need to have a drink. The good setup and payoff for that one. That's the weird thing. I had everything at the table there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Talk, talk about setup and references. What is the love interest name for Shaggy? Oh, uh, Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Sorry, we can go back to what you were saying. I just had to talk about the fact that, like, Mary Jane... <laughs> Oh no, I'm ready to move on. This movie has no... It definitely is self-aware and it knows all the stoner jokes people have been making about Shaggy and Scooby. And they lean into it. We get like, after everyone quits and decides they don't want to be a mystery-solving gang no more. uh, We get like, the next shot is like a beach in like, I don't know, California or some shit. And it's just like the van with just smokestacks coming out of it as you hear these two losers just giggling to themselves. Uh, 
You know, uh, they were originally supposed to just be stoners. Like, this movie wasn't supposed to be PG. Like, James Gunn's original vision, I actually think, is probably edgy, because I think he did admit there was an R-rated cut of this movie. You know, I'd be interested in that, but I don't know if it would be any better. Uh, the fact that I had fun is something this movie should just take and run, and uh, you shouldn't ask me, like, what I would think critically about this movie. <laughs> All right, I mean, we'll get that at the end or something. That's, uh, we, don't, we don't need that. <laughs> But, yeah, they definitely play with that idea, so that at least stayed in there, because you think that, and then we go into the van, and, yeah, they're just making, they're just doing some in-van grilling, which, I don't know if that little exhaust pipe is good enough, man. (laughs) Well, they were just making eggplant burgers. They weren't making meat burgers. I know, but the grill, they were using the... (laughs) That is fine. I'm not sure if you're supposed to be breathing in all that charcoal smoke, man. (laughs) Who said it was charcoal, man? Aw, shit. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, honestly, like, I remember being a kid thinking to myself, watching the movie, just like, it's kind of cool, I wish I could make a burger in my car. Oh, really? Like, That's adorable. Like, I wish I could make a burger in my mom's car. That'd be kind of cool. On those long drives, <laughs> just make guess. a burger. I also, as a child, wish that we did have a grill that I could use in a, in a moving car. Not We're not worrying about the logistics as a child. Yeah, no, not, not whatsoever. But I think I had enough, I think I had enough self-awareness at the time. I was yeah. five! I know, that's why I said it was adorable. <laughs> Basically, I, was, I think I was thinking to myself, I was just like, it's like having a McDonald's in your car. All right. You want me to get on a rant about Richie Rich now? Is this what's happening? <laughs> Motherfucker had a 24 uh, no, we're not McDonald's gonna... in his mansion. Sir, we will watch the film. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare ruin that for our listeners when we have not even seen the film yet. I have seen it. I was there. <laughs> I know, but I want to watch it again because I have fun. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll see. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm definitely more radicalized than I was as a child. <laughs> I might just be all for like, yes, that's all burn, Richie, which take his money, distributed it to the, 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 the other children. <laughs> Anyways, enough about Richie Rich. <laughs> Let's talk about Mary Jane. Uh, Mary Jane's played by Isla Fisher. Yeah, this is a very early role from her, as far as I can remember. Very, very early. Yeah. This, it's just, it, it's insane knowing where a lot of these actors went. And then, of course, you've got Rowan Atkinson, and Rowan Atkinson is just, ah, uh, Mr. Bean will always be incredible. Okay, I was going to wonder, I was wondering if you were too young to know him as Mr. Bean, because, yeah, I, like, when I saw him, like, anyone, I think, my, around my age saw him, you were just like, it's Mr. Bean! And he was also Johnny English. Yeah, I didn't see it, so he's Mr. Bean. So he's Mr. Bean, that's it. <laughs> And then he's unfortunately in the movie Love, actually. Oh, yeah? That's funny. Uh, he's also in Rat Race. He voices Zazu in The Lion King. Oh, yeah. I can hear it now that you mention it. You know, I never realized that. That's funny. Um, yeah. He went on to do things, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That Rowan Atkinson, I feel like he's, he's going places in his <laughs> life. Not far, I don't think. But anyways. Wow. <laughs> Wow. All right, now I've even lost squaring with my Mr. Bean takes. <laughs> All right. Mary Jane. She's a... She's a... Is she a monster? She's a monster. She's a monster. But we also learned that she's probably the best monster they've put together because the training <laughs> program, like the brainwashing like training program we saw, is not as good as apparently Mary Jane's training. Apparently, she's meant to be covert and fit in, but still has dog allergies. Because, like, with the... With the- brain or with like the training video so these demons that have stolen the bodies of the residents or the uh, park goers um Mm. so they know how to act in society before they start the invasion they don't talk like people they talk like assholes and fred already talks like an asshole this makes him sound like a bigger fucking asshole (laughs) let's be real I think the most insufferable ones was the training video. The the two kids in the training video. Exactly. Show. Yes. They, they talk like a bunch of white kids in the early 2000s who just thought if they add Dizzle to anything that they were basically Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, it just... Oh, my gosh. When the first take, when it was the no take, when it was just like, 
when they bumped into you, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, bro. It's just like, I will grind your bones into dust and step on your family's graves. I was just like, yeah, no, that's the proper response to that. Not this, like, for shizzle, bitch, like, nonsense. Like, fuck you. Oh, it's all kizzle my dizzle. We're all, we're all good for shizzle. <laughs> I was trying to, trying to... Kaz, I work with you. I can slap you in real life. You know that, right? No, I was trying to illustrate how bad the fucking kids sounded. <laughs> you trying to fit in with the kids? I am illustrating the what people talk like when I in my childhood when in the two thousands. <laughs> so you're trying to like illustrate how terrible we sound. Listen, you might not have been old enough for your mom to add the word dizzle, but I had to deal with it. Two thousands <laughs> were wild, bro. We were all much dumber back then. <laughs> are you telling me we've gotten more intelligent? The kids definitely are. They're smarter than I was at their age. <laughs> So, yeah, we find out, like we said earlier, real monsters. And, like, it's, I think, in, like, the first or, like, second night, or, or like, during the first night, they're attacked by these monsters, and uh, Velma, Daphne, and Fred, or, well, no, Velma and, and Fred get captured first, and then Daphne. And we find out these demons have the ability to possess bodies... And we talked about the soul well, and this is just the Scooby-Doo movie we got. Like, we got, like, a situation where Scrappy-Doo straight up found a uh, Hellraiser-esque puzzle-like demon-summoning device, except without chains and pleasure. And, you know, with it, he could absorb thousands and thousands of souls to make himself a strong demonic demonic being that could take over the world you explain that so perfectly i don't really have anything to add this was a scooby-doo movie that's exactly what happened like it's just this is legit what happened and like what's really great about it too is how they still hit their stride with like doing the move this live action movie from a cartoon show is we got this really great character moment after like the team almost broke up again where they talk about like their feelings how the team dynamic really needs to be and that like fred mostly needs to stop being a complete fucking chode to everybody uh that like they do this moment it's like all right let's make a plan together and we see it like that we have the montage where like fred and velma are working together it's just like we're gonna do this and then this and then daphne's like setting up she's gonna kick some fucking ass up on like the rooftop and then you know scoob and shag are getting totally blissed which i fully endorse and then uh within five seconds everything goes to shit which was foreshadowed from the beginning where they had this big plan to capture the juggalo ghost um and that all went to shit and then same thing here but i hate you so much for calling it that now they always seem to improvise and get ahead of it anyway which is just what they do honestly they're great at improvising better than they are planning They, they really are they really are um like their plans always seem like a great idea until oh wait no they're not <laughs> i have a question about the weird awful cgi bunny monsters though is there is it implied that they just barf sleeping gas or is it supposed to be it's so putrid it knocks you out no because some people said it smelled nice oh so they just belch sleeping gas yeah that's even creepier uh <laughs> I mean, is it as weird as, like, the, the like the vapor that comes out of the alien's yeah, wrist in signs? That is bad. <laughs> <laughs> that did come out the same year, didn't it? <laughs> uh, I mean, so, like, there was just something about green gas and coming out of body parts. Oh. Just which one did you want, know. you know? The first one seems creepier now. <laughs> in retrospect, now that you're... So we get. We oh yeah, you got two wrist things in 2002. You got the like, you got the mist uh, wrist thing from Signs, and then you got the spider thwip thing from Spider Man. Wrists are creepy things that have things come out of. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have like that cool cybernetic arm where your hand just like flips like down and it's completely like detached except for a hinge, and then you like shoot shit out of that wrists. Then that's cool shit. <laughs> Yeah, when you have a robot head that turns into a cannon. Listen, we're talking about aliens and other shit here. I can say another cool thing. Whatever. It's fine. 
Uh, uh, you did, and it was great. And now I think to myself, like, you know what? I'm being patronized, and I don't appreciate it. We got our Scooby nah, game. Nah, yeah, all, nah, fuck you. All been kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had their souls taken from them, uh, which looks like... Have you ever seen the movie The Haunting with Catherine Zeta-Jones and Owen Wilson? And Liam Neeson? No. Oh, no. There's bad CGI in that movie is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> it's very awful, and it's kind of a boring movie. Um, it's fun to dr- have a drinking game, too. This is get- move on. Stop dwelling on this. Listen, I'm trying to say something here. Uh, the <laughs> CGI is bad, and it reminded me of, like, the- you see the floating heads, and they kind of look like the actors, but they look so bad that it uh-huh. reminded me of that movie because, yeah, like, there's a part where, like, these awful, like, little cherub children heads are just, like, screaming at people and they don't look any good. <laughs> so that's what these weird little souls look like. And then I think Shaggy just gets them and just gives them a little, like, boop. There's just a little bop on them and then they go flying, springboarding, like, flubber and shit all around the walls until eventually, I guess, they're supposed to find their bodies. Yeah. Which I think Velma does a great job just Suddenly, she just knows how to pilot a soul, which is a sentence I said. Yeah, because she knows herself. She knows who she is. Fred doesn't seem to have that control. No, but uh, actually, originally, the for the first take of that soul scene, what was supposed to happen was Velma and Daphne couldn't seem to get their souls back together. So uh, they were supposed to kiss. We made a good choice to to cut that, probably. Yeah, probably. That was probably the smart idea. Servicey and weird for a children's movie. Again, I don't think this was supposed to be a children's movie. I'm sorry to all the horny freaks who were like, "Oh man, how awesome would that have been?" And in the original cut, Fred was uh, going to be revealed to be gay, and Freddie Prince Jr. had portrayed him as such throughout the film. That's why, like, it was almost as if like Fred was on the cusp of making a realization about himself. And then kind of only made a partial realization about himself. That makes an odd amount of sense that recontextualized the scene I was just about to complain about. Ooh, give it to me. So Fred can't pilot a soul for shit and fucking dipshits his way into uh, Daphne, which is really funny. There's so many people there that souls are just mm-hmm. taken and they're just these weird brain-controlled monsters. He could have picked anybody. But <laughs> he went into Daphne's body... Um, we kill the monster with sunlight. They're apparently weak to sunlight. Uh, and then, yeah. I don't know, actually. It's, the scene still kind of reads as creepy, and I don't know if if that was the original intent, if that makes it any better. But, yeah, he's, like, kind of admiring his body as Daphne, but then he does the whole, like, I can see myself naked kind of line. Uh, In kind of a skeezy way. It's so very it's skeezy. Of, it's one of those, if he's played and coded as straight, it's sleazy. If he's played and coded as gay, or maybe possibly gender experimenting, uh, it kind of has a bad stigma on it, the idea of, like, you know, trans people, like, feminize, you know, fetishizing uh, female bodies kind of thing. So I don't think it's a good look either way with that line and that scene. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll put it on the column of this aged poorly. And also, I don't think it was funny to begin with (laughs) when it came out. Like, the only people laughing at that is, like, weird uncles who are like, (laughs) he gets to touch her boobies. Well, yeah, so uh, apparently... The film didn't become more family-friendly until after the cast had signed on. And so, like, some of the adult jokes that they were originally reading in the script did make it to the uh, final film. But, like, apparently, like, what they read for is completely different from what they uh, ended up filming. That's bonkers, man. Like, I can't even imagine... I can't even imagine what they thought the movie... It really is. The actors who were reading for it thought the movie was going to be, as opposed to what it became then. I... Seriously? Yeah, I, I... I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna need to watch some interviews about this. <laughs> yeah, but we have a series of shenanigans getting the bodies back. Uh, I will say this about the cast, though. As much as I said, oh, those two are weird picks. Those two, awesome. Everyone does a good job at playing what a version of their care their character's body with another character's soul in it would be. Like the girl playing Velma when she has Shaggy, uh, Shaggy soul in her body. She does like this weird little jig that's just all excited and just kind of like. Yeah, just feeling out what it's like being in a new body. Uh, and then, like, yeah, uh, um, Freddie Prince Jr., 
when he has Daphne's body, uh, and, and sorry, uh, yeah, Daphne's body in him, he does really good, like very fe feminine, just like girly, just mannerisms, as you can see Daphne kind of do. They do a great job playing each other. It seemed uh, that's the that is a good thing to say about the cast. Yeah, they they were they seemed like good friends during the film, and that that's really what helped sell this movie better. Yeah, and they seemed like they were having fun. I think. Yeah. Do we have? Uh, any there is also. Go for it. Once again, for it. another joke that I'm like, ooh, that's that's got some bad implications on it. Was uh, when Shaggy gets into Daphne's body and he just starts going like, oh man, Daphne, like. Don't you ever eat anything? <laughs> oh, that's and right. Like rubbing, her, rubbing her tummy, and I'm like, ooh, is this implying that she always kind of feels hungry? Is this is this like a like an eating disorder kind of joke we're making here by accident? <laughs> it's it's a little uh, ew. <laughs> ooh, eh, you know, sometimes they like it was 2002, man. What do you want from me? Do do better two thousand two. I don't know. I got nothing. But like, yeah, I'm just pointing this out. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like I said, I'm gonna file those under the column of movies that we have that says this did not age well. It, that yeah, yeah. I got nothing. That I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. <laughs> it's the implication of it. So it's not like outright stated, but just like ooh, huh, I don't wanna know if I want to think about that for too <laughs> for too long. Then by the end of it, you know, I love how. The, the character arc does pull over by the fact that everyone at the end gets to explain why Scrappy was a chode. They all explained his plan. They all got to take turns. They were working together. And Mystery Inc. was back at it again. <laughs> Scooby not only gets to, like, backhand Scrappy into a wall, he also gets just, like, very cheerily waves him off as he's being, like, carted away to jail <laughs> to get arrested yeah probably for a very long time the rest of his life is a dog well i don't know i guess it's i guess you'll find a way to consider it kidnapping i don't know if there's anything on the books for spirit stealing but i'm sure they'll get him on something i don't want to say a sad joke anyway so kaz <laughs> <laughs> did you like it uh yeah it, it's fun it's a goofy it's a f goofy silly movie uh it's it's you know like I said the, the parts I pointed out that kind of aged a little eh, little eh, uh, you know those were those were, those were a bit awkward but like you know it still got some like funny moments to it uh, either from subversive humor or just like oh that's funny just thinking about it kind of thing and a couple callbacks you know Velma losing her glasses and being like I can't see without my glasses oh and Daphne gets to beat up a luchador so that's I think that was pretty sweet. Except, why was a luchador there? <laughs> I don't know. He's a native voodoo luchador. Shut the <laughs> fuck up! You don't watch wrestling as much as I used to. You listen. There's some weird gimmicks. <laughs> okay, 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 <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? It, it's fun. It's a fun, silly movie. Uh, so, the square in. Yeah. Did you like it? It's fun. It is a fun movie. It does that. Like, it does what a movie needs to do. You go into it. You can shut your brain off. Hour and a half. You're going to come out having a great time. You might have winced at a few jokes. You might not have laughed at all of them. But you have fun. So, yes, I did like this movie. Again, don't ask me to look at this like a critic. Because you don't want me to do that right now. But I love how this movie proves that, you know what? If James Gunn can write a movie like Scooby-Doo... And then write a movie like Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, The Suicide Squad, then damn it, anyone can get better with practice. It's only going up from there. Never stop done? believing in yourselves. What have you done? You've made that comparison from Scooby Doo. I'm gonna just. Now I'm directly gonna see the archetypes. <laughs> now it's like, oh no. Oh no. So Daphne with her girl boss energy is just a Gamora. <laughs> <laughs> And Freddy, with hey, his, hey like, Cass, like, hey Cass, why don't you pause your yeah. uh, your internal crisis right now and tell me what you got going on in your they, life? They have an animal companion. It's a talking mammal. <laughs> we're um tired. Yeah, we're tired. <laughs> we're tired. We're going into December, finishing out the year. Uh, I think Nan's been doing a lot of Pokemon, the uh, Scarlet. Because he's addicted to that game, it seems. Glitches and all. Um, I'm playing co-op Resident Evil with Bub still. 
And then, I don't know, what's another game plan? Oh, for, uh, Thursdays, we're doing single-player co-op Hollow Knight, where both of us get half a Joy-Con and try to play one of the hardest Metroidvania platformers there is around. You can see that at twitch.tv forward slash second respawn. That's number two, and D, and the word respawn all together. Scrunched up is one word. I'm also joined by the uh, fastidious investigator, Sir Squarin. That, that's me! And on my channel, I do a variety of stuff. I play different games. I've been playing Death's Door, I've been playing Batman Arkham Asylum, I've been playing Dead Space, and uh, I do D&D. I do a lot of D&D. And I've just set up what I need to start doing some model building so like, everyone can come chill. You can we can talk while I'm building some models, have some chill music on, just have a good time. Uh, Alright, this podcast is edited every week by our friend uh, Tucker, who sometimes we don't treat as the best of friend because we make him do dumb shit for this podcast. Uh, but you can find him on Twitter at TuckerWins or on twitch.tv forward slash Tucker underscore wins. Plays chess, talks about how Ticketmaster screwed up a lot of Taylor Swift fans. And, you know, you know, generally just has some good vibes, and uh, you, you should check them out. And if you like the podcast, you like what you hear, please feel free to share. We appreciate anyone that tries to help growth with this podcast, because the, the best way is just word of mouth. So if you know someone that might like a little bit of, little bit of jokes, some yucks, and some films, and not be taken too seriously, pass us along, you know? Let us go sometimes. It's okay. We can be in other people's lives and still be in your life. We're here for you always. Oh, we can, we can be in their ears <laughs> like we're in your ears. Next, <laughs> next week, we are watching Slither to continue uh, uh, a very James Gunn Christmas. A holiday with James Gunn. Uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, a film that is directed and written by James Gunn it is going to be a wild ride we're going to explore the tropes and some things going on at the time of that making of that movie and uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see it for the first time oh yeah you've never seen it I've never I've seen, seen it I've seen so many James Gunn movies I guess <laughs> where are you got some work to do now you're not fooling me cause okay uh <laughs> Merry Christmas, James Gunn.